Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine Podcast Radio. You're about to listen to an episode of Your Everyday Cyber Podcast with Limor Kessum and Diana Kelly. We live in a cyberspace almost all the time, but do we know enough about living in it securely? Join this dynamic duo as they take you through an exploration of daily cyber activities and how you can make better choices to make them secure for yourself and your family. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. Welcome to Your Everyday Cyber. I'm Lamort Kessem, a cybersecurity professional and advisor. My co-host is Diana Kelly, a cybersecurity expert who is the CTO and co-founder of Security Curve. So we're kicking off another year. It's Your Everyday Cyber podcast celebrates a birthday. So happy birthday to us uh, and happy 2022, everyone. Yeah, uh, we hope you had a great holiday season. We hope you shopped for better secured gadgets and appliances <laughs> and that one of your resolutions at the very least was a security one and like using a password manager. And today we have yet another one for you. And that is all about backup. Yeah, and backups, I think, are one of these things that a lot of times people kind of know. It's like flossing our teeth. We, we hear it. We know we're supposed to do it, but it may be difficult to understand what that actually means, how to accomplish this. And this one feels very near and dear to my heart, too, because a local business that we uh, go to here where we live was, was actually attacked. And one of the reasons they had to pay their ransom was that they didn't have any backups. And you know, I was fat, sad when they told me because they said, oh, we could have helped you, you know, to, to set up your backups. And, and they said, well, we just kind of wish that we'd known. So this is our episode. We're very excited to have an expert, Mike McBride, with us to take us through backups, what they are, why we need them, and uh, how you can get your backup game on point. So welcome, Mike. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for, for being here. So Mike is a techie. He's a blogger <laughs> and he's an e-discovery analyst. And like Diana said, he's going to help us unpack the backups subject and why they're so important. So Mike, what are what is e-discovery, by the way? So e-discovery um, is actually short for electronic discovery, which realistically in 2022 now um, is all legal discovery, right? Everything's electronic. Um, but the basic idea behind e-discovery and, and behind what I do as a consultant um, is to help people kind of, hey, we're getting, we're involved in a lawsuit, we're involved in an investigation, there's something going on, and we need to figure out where our data is and what data is important, you know, because the first thing the lawyer is going to ask you is, what email do you have that talks about this? What, what documents do you have that talks about this? So that's kind of where I live on a daily basis is um, identifying where data lives, where it should live, where it doesn't live, you know, all those sorts of questions. And backups become a really important part of that, right? Because stuff happens, stuff gets lost, <laughs> right? And if you have backups, then we can get it again. So... So, Mike, when we're talking about backups, I mean, are we, do we mean that we have to take a backup of everything that's on my, my system at this moment? And how do, backup works? do, I, do backups work? Do I just have to back up my entire hard drive every time? You can. Right? That's <laughs> one option. <laughs> um, the way that we approach it, though, um, you know, from, from a professional per- 
point of view really is let's take some time, right? Not, not when you've been hit with ransomware, not when you've been hit with a lawsuit, right? But way before any of that stuff happens, just kind of sit down and say, okay, what data do I have as an individual, as a household, as a small business, as a large business um, that I absolutely need, right? That if something happened one day, I, this is information that I absolutely have to have, right? And, and once you kind of identify what that data is, right, then we start talking about, okay, what are the risks? How do we make sure you have a copy of this data no matter what happens, right? That there, there's a copy of this data somewhere that you can access and you can get to. Um, so for everybody, that's going to look a little different, right? For an individual that might be, you know, some tax information, some banking information, um, your, your, your uh, vaccination cards now probably are, mm-hmm. are in that data, you know, and that got to have that sort of, of data set now. Um, for some folks, it's photos, right? I, I take a lot of photos when I used to travel for a living. Those are important to me. I don't want to lose those, right? They're, they're important memories, um, you know, people who take family photos, you know, so there's a lot of different things that could be in a business, right? You could be talking about customer information. Um, you could be talking about employee information, right? And, and payroll and things like that, right? When you don't have access to that data, it causes a real problem in running your business. So really it's all about, you know, the, the question of what should you back up? Sure, you can back up everything, right? It's just going to take more time and more money. Um, but really being able to sit down and identify what's the most, what's the stuff that tomorrow I absolutely have to have if something happens. That makes total sense. And uh, thank you for that. Um, I'm thinking here about different types of devices. A lot of people, especially in the U.S., have a Mac uh, versus, you know, a Windows-based uh, machine. Uh, and we know that Macs can connect to iCloud and then Windows mm-hmm. would uh, connect to OneDrive and Google users like Google Drive. Do you think that as a home user, that's good enough for me? That's enough backup for me? Or does that only back up certain things? What should I be thinking about? Yeah, absolutely. I, look, it's better than nothing, right? Absolutely. It's like 100% <laughs> better than doing nothing, right? Um and it does, right? One of the things that having something like iCloud, Google Drive, Dropbox, OneDrive, like all these services do, um, one is they make it super easy, right? Everything syncs up, right? I edit something on my on my computer, it syncs up to to the cloud, right? It syncs up to that service and lo- uploads that to the to to that device, right? The only time that I really start to worry about that, and and you know, since you were talking about ransomware, Diana, this is a good example, right? is if your computer gets hit with ransomware and all the files on your computer get encrypted and they then sync up to your Google Drive or your iCloud, suddenly both copies are encrypted, right? <laughs> right? So that becomes a little bit of a concern for me, right? Okay, do, do mm-hmm. I make, how do I account for that? Because again, and this is something that I, I will probably repeat many times with backups, right? Stuff happens, right? Things break. People get ransomware, right? Mm-hmm. This doesn't, you know, th- these things happen and, and it's not, you know, it's, I, I'd like to say it's nobody's fault, but, you know, in ransomware, it is somebody's actually doing that, <laughs> right? But, you know, things happen. And, and so you want to be wary of that. And, and so when I think about Google Cloud and, and or Google and iCloud and, and things like that, those are great services. I use them. I sync up my photos and other things that way. Um, but they're not the only copy that I keep. That's not the only backup mm-hmm. copy I keep because I know if I get hit with ransomware, I, both copies are getting screwed up for me. Yeah, that is that's a great point. 
And what about for, you know, we've talked about home users and things like photos and stuff. But if I'm a small business and my business needs this data to run, as you were talking about, you know, finding what's important or maybe it's regulated. It could have financial information or health information, depending on the the kind of business I'm in. Is there something as a a small business owner I should think about if I was going to, in addition to having a copy that isn't connected so that you don't get the the duplication of encrypt, you know, ransom to to ransom encryption. But what else should the SMBs be thinking about for their their backups and would iCloud or OneDrive or Google Drive? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the like I said, the thing I love about having a cloud backup is that it's offsite, right? If something happens to my house, something happens to my business, there's a copy of the data out on the internet someplace that I can get. So no worries. Great, great. Right, so so I, you want to kind of think about it that way. I know we we we've talked a little bit about not on the show, but previously about the three two one rule, right? Where you have three copies of your data. One's the live copy that you work with. The other two are backups, and one of those backups is not on site, right? It's off site. So cloud is a great way to solve that, right? To give me an off site copy. Right. And then I still want to keep that second copy, right? And and be able to have maybe an external hard drive or again, depending on your service, right? Depending on, on what you're doing as a business. Right. I, I know that a lot of small businesses are using things like Office 365, right? Where everything sort of lives in the cloud all the time. Right. Um, and so and so that kind of changes your dynamic a little bit because there isn't really anything local for you to worry about, right? Everything is out on the internet. Um, and again, that's very helpful. It, it helps to have that stuff in another location because again, things happen. You know, I live in South Louisiana. We get hurricanes, right? and sometimes hurricanes just take the whole building, <laughs> right? No kidding. Um, <laughs> right, and and so if I've got you know, as much as I'm an advocate for saying, look, have an external hard like for at home, for example, I have an external hard drive, right, that I plug in, I back everything up, and then I unplug it, right. So if I get hit with ransomware, it's not connected to anything. Great, but if something happens to my house, the external drive and the laptop both are gone, right? So again, that's where having that third copy out in the cloud says, mm-hmm. okay, great, I can just hook up another computer somewhere and go get that data again. So that kind of made me think about, you know, the destructibility of things physically and maybe not only physically, because, you know, we hear a lot about ransomware and businesses have been plagued with this thing for, you know, for the past few years, it's been crazy. And you know, so ransomware is the kind of bad malware, bad applications that can go ahead and encrypt your data, make it unillegible, like unhuman readable anymore. And I'm just wondering if I have backups, is it better that my backups are encrypted in advance? Uh, isn't it safer? Is it not safer? Like, what do you think about that for, for businesses and even for just everyday people? Um. To be honest with you, I, I think there are certain types of data that should just always be encrypted, <laughs> right? So huh. if, if you're a small business, your your personal information about your employees should always be encrypted, right? You should not have that sitting around on an external drive unencrypted, because <laughs> right. again, stuff happens. Um, you know that that just so so credit card information for your customers, your personal information or your employees. Right. And again, thinking about that from a personal standpoint, as, as just a, an individual or a family, right? Any documents that have that sort of information in it, um, just keep them encrypted, right? There's no reason not to encrypt those. Um, mm-hmm. 
right? Because we just, we want to keep that data as safe as we possibly can. And just having it sit anywhere, whether it's, you know, on your laptop, on an external drive, because again, stuff happens, right? Laptops get stolen, right? <laughs> right? I, I want that information encrypted. I want, I want to make sure I'm keeping that other, that information safe, right? And then it's really a question of, you know, how much time do you want to, and, and effort do you want to put into encrypting your family photos or your, or your vacation photos or, or other things that, again, are important to you, you want them backed up, but there's not so much of a danger of somebody finding them and, and getting a hold of them. So, so, so I think we, we try to kind of differentiate between those two types of data and say, look, certain things you just need to encrypt, right? That's just a rule. Uh, right in the financial industry and in regulated industries, that's a rule, right? You, there are certain things you have to encrypt. Precisely. Um, so you know we we know that that's true. And then there's other things you just want to consider, right? How important is it? How much time and effort do you want to really put into this? Personally, like I said, I encrypt all the stuff that's got financial information and personal information and my social security number. But I don't really worry about encrypting my, my travel photos, right? Nobody, nobody's going to steal those and make a ton of money off of them. They're not that good. <laughs> okay. What about ransomware attackers? Are they trying to get people stuff like, uh, you know, precious photos, family stuff, and kind of extort them with that? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've definitely heard it. I'm sure you guys have as well, right? That, you know, ransomware has started to move on, move beyond just the, we're going to encrypt your data and give it back to you when you pay the ransom into, Correct. hey, we're going to steal it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're going to steal it and extort you. No yeah, and, then we're gonna, and then we're going to have a whole other conversation after we look at some of this data. Um, so certainly, you know, if you're doing something that that is extortable, uh, you probably want to encrypt that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, anything important or sensitive, I get it. Yeah, even precious. Yeah, like the, you know, I know a lot of people have scanned photos that they had of family members, you know, from 100 years ago, you know, photos, you know, old, you know 100 year old photos and stuff. And, and that, that may be now their only only version so that it becomes priceless to them, um, which is exactly. horrible that ransomware is, you know, the attack, yeah, but the criminals are going to crime. So they are, and, yeah. and they're, they're going to be at least somewhat smart about it. Right. If they yeah. have the ability to look at that data, you know, again, your family photos from a hundred years may not be something they can really use mm-hmm. against you, but suddenly the asking price goes up. Like, right. Oh, you've got this really precious, important, sentimental value to this so eh, our ransom just went up a little bit yeah it's terrible so you know, there, there's sort of it seems like when i watch the the tv that there's almost no end of ads about we'll do third-party backup for you and don't worry about your backup just sign up with us for x number of months um and you know that's it we'll take care of everything um are these services useful? Uh, does it make sense to pay the extra money for them? And what are they actually delivering for the customer? That is the $64,000 question, mm. <laughs> right? What are they absolutely actually delivering? Um, I, I think before you spend money um, on any of those kinds of services, um, I, I, personally, I want to answer that question. What are you, what are you actually offering me? Mm. Right. When you do this, right. Whereas what are you, are you just making another copy of my data on the same hard drive? Are you just putting it in the cloud? Are you not encrypting it when you put it in the cloud? Right. Mm. I, I want answers to all of those questions before I give anybody money. Um, maybe, maybe I'm just cheap that way, but, <laughs> but I, I just need to know, right. I, I don't want to start spending money on something and then find out that, oh, you know, I, I had this backup service that really wasn't working, you know, that was 
it is only backing up once a month and now I've lost a month worth of data. Like I, I, I want answers to those questions before I start handing it. And if they can't answer those questions, just walk away. That is perfect, perfect uh, entree to my next and actual last question. Um, so, you know, you were saying uh, I lost a month worth of data. So how often should I be backing up my data? If I'm just a person who's at home, you know, I use a computer for just everyday things. Or if I'm a, you know, obviously if I'm a small business, that answer is going to change. So how often should it be? And what would be a way to kind of set me on a path to backups that is going to be, you know, ordained. In other words, I'll remember to back up things on time and so on. What mm -hmm. would you tell me to do as advice that our audience can take away from this podcast today? First of all, back up. Absolutely. Right. If you're not backing up, go buy an external hard drive, plug it into your computer, put a copy of your files on it, unplug it. Like do, do the minimum, right? At mm -hmm. least do mm -hmm. something like that. Um, how often you do it? Again, it, you know, for, for, for an individual, a person, a household where that data is not, you know, your important data isn't changing all that often. I, I don't know. Um, when I think about things like email and things like that, I start thinking, you know, you probably want to do that at least, at least once a month as a household. Again, as, as an individual, you know, I want to make sure I have important emails that come in. I want to make sure I have any important files, any changes I'm making to important files, any new photos I'm bringing in. Right. So I'm going to do that probably at least once a month. You may not need to do it once a month, right? If you're not doing a lot of that stuff, you may need to do it more, right? If you're doing a lot of business through an email account that, you know, a Gmail or, or Outlook account where you probably want to have a copy of that data just in case, right? especially because the internet goes out sometimes, right? So I want to mm -hmm. have that. Um, all right. I might do it more, right? The important thing is getting it on a schedule and keeping to it, right? Making it a habit. Um, for mm -hmm. me, what that means is that, you know, it's it's part of my month end, right? At work, I've, we've got a bunch of things we do at month end, right? Before the month closes out, we've got to, you know, get all our time enter, got to do all this other stuff. Um, and I just have this little calendar item that pops up, you know, in the evening at the end of the month said, hey, don't forget to back up. <laughs> right just just go in and and plug that drive in start a copy job go to bed let it run overnight you know and then and then come back in the morning unplug it and, and move on with my life so the important thing really is developing that habit keeping it top of mind understanding it right for small businesses you may be looking at something that's much more frequent right because your data is changing every day um and that's data you need Right. So you might want to even look at something that is a, a service or, or a device that does the automatic backups that is syncing the stuff every day. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, I, when I worked in a, in a large law firm, we had a, a offsite sync that's ran every five minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I right? wow. just synced yeah. everything up live, right? Mm -hmm. Immediately. Um, so that if anything ever happened, there was this entire copy of our, our entire network in another location that we could just log into. Um, so again, you really want to think about how often that state is changing and how painful is it going to be, right? If I haven't backed up in a week, how much pain is that going to be to recreate all the stuff we did this week? Absolutely. Well, that makes tons of sense. Um, Mike, thank you so much. A great chat about backups that's suitable for both everyday people mm -hmm. listening to our podcast and small businesses. And thank you, our listeners, for being with us today and on every episode. We hope that this one as well is going to serve you well. And if you have other ideas about tech that you want to know more about, please send us a message 
and we're going to get an expert to help us address your questions. On our next episode, gadgets to help with your New Year's resolutions, we're going to help you stick with the things you want to achieve in this new year. So we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at your everyday cyber at securitycurve.com. If you're on Twitter, you can follow us at cyber underscore everyday. And you're going to be able to also find information about our guest, Mike McBride, today on Twitter and on our podcast page. So thank you for tuning in and we look forward to the next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Your Everyday Cyber Podcast with Limor and Diana. If you learned something new and this conversation made you think, then share ITSPmagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.